Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 5, 2017. Audit Report, Iowa Vocational Rehabilitation Services. Report, the State Auditor's Office released a report on the Iowa Department of Education Division of Vocational Rehabilitation Services for the year ending June 30, 2016. Findings. The audit produced no findings regarding the single audit report or statutory requirements. Recommendation and response. The auditor recommended the division strengthen controls regarding initiation and approval of certain payroll documents. Iowa Vocational Rehabilitation Services, IVRS, responded that due to short deadlines and staffing, this may not always be possible. But in the future, any personnel both initiating and approving these documents would note why one person is performing both actions. The auditor accepted this response. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jocelyn Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 5, 2017. Audit Report, Iowa Department for the Blind. The State Auditor's Office released a report on August 31, 2017 on the Iowa Department for the Blind for the year ending June 20, 2016. Findings, the audit produced no findings regarding the single audit or internal controls. Recommendation and response. The audit found that the department had not set a procurement goal for certified targeted small business, TSB, that exceeded the previous year's actual TSB spending. This put the department out of compliance with Iowa Code Section 73.16. The auditor recommended that the department adjust the TSB goal or seek legislative change. The department responded it would establish a procurement goal for TSB that exceeded the previous fiscal year procurement level. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jocelyn Garrett's Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 6, 2017. Transfer Notice, Department of Inspections and Appeals. Notice of Funds Transfer. On August 28, 2017, the Department of Management, DOM, notified the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, of a fiscal year 2017 transfer of $65,000 from the Department of Inspections and Appeals, DIA, Health Facilities and Investigations Divisions to the Department's Administration Division. Transfer Authority, Senate File 130, Fiscal Year 2017 Budget Adjustment Act, provided language authorizing the Director of the DIA in consultation with the DOM and the LSA to make allocations 
between department divisions in the manner and to the extent the director determines appropriate. The total allocation transfer of $65,000 was made available as a result of holding positions vacant in both the health facilities and investigations divisions and will cover an unexpected decrease in indirect federal funding to the administrative division. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561, and Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 6, 2017. State Public Defender to close Fort Dodge office. Office closure. The Office of the State Public Defender recently announced its plan to close the Fort Dodge office in late September. The decision was made following the departure of two attorneys on staff and the appointment of the supervisor as an associate district court judge. The Fort Dodge office has 5.0 authorized FTEs, which includes two attorneys, a supervisor, a secretary, and an investigator. With the departure of the two attorneys and the supervisor, the secretary and the investigator are the only positions currently filled. The secretary and the investigator will be transferred to the Nevada office which currently has vacancies for both positions. The Nevada office will take some of the cases from Fort Dodge and the remaining cases will be assumed by private contract attorneys. The Nevada office will be designated to cover Class A and Class B felonies in Webster County. There are no plans to close any of the other 17 local public defender offices. Funding distribution. The fiscal year 2018 funding allocated to the Fort Dodge office is $551,133. A portion of this funding will be transferred to the Nevada office to cover additional expenses from the increased caseload. Another portion will be allocated to the public defender offices with the largest caseloads. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 6, 2017. Audit Report, Public Employment Relations Board. Report, the Auditor of State released the Fiscal Year 2016 Audit Report for the Public Employment Relations Board, PERB, on September 5, 2017. The Auditor recommended recommended that the PERB should set a targeted small business TSB procurement goal at a level exceeding the previous fiscal year's actual TSB spending as specified in Iowa Code Section 73.16. The PERB responded that the PERB will comply with the requirements of Iowa Code Section 73.16 during the next fiscal year. For additional information, please contact the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 6, 2017. Audit Report, Iowa Public Information Board. The State Auditor's Office released a report on August 28, 2017 on the Iowa Public Information Board, IPIB, for the year ending June 30, 2016. Findings, the audit produced no findings regarding the state's single audit or internal control. Recommendations and responses, the audit report included two recommendations on other findings related to internal control. The 
the recommendations are listed as segregation of duties. The segregation of duties is an important aspect of internal accounting control necessary to prevent an individual employee from handling duties which are incompatible. The audit report found that currently at the IPIB only one individual has control over ordering and receiving functions for certain disbursements. The auditor recommends that the IPIB review its operating procedures to maintain the maximum internal control possible with a limited staff. The IPIB accepts this recommendation and will implement changes immediately. And targeted small business TSB procurement goal. Iowa Code Section 73.16 requires the director of each state agency or department possessing purchasing authority in cooperation with the targeted small business TSB marketing and compliance manager of the Iowa Economic Development Authority to establish a procurement goal for goods and services from targeted small businesses each fiscal year. The audit report found that the IPIB did not submit a TSB procurement goal for the fiscal year ending in 2016. The auditor recommends that the IPIB establish a dollar amount procurement level exceeding the previous fiscal year's level or seek legislation to change the statutory requirement. The IPIB states in response that it will review the statutory requirements of Iowa Code Section 73.16 and will comply with the requirements when applicable. The IPIB also notes that doing so will present a unique challenge given the agency's small budget. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 6, 2017. Audit Report, Iowa Department of Education. The State Auditor's Office released a report on the audit of the Iowa Department of Education on September 5, 2017 for the year ending June 30, 2016. Findings. The audit, which was included in both the state's comprehensive annual financial report, CAFR, and the state's single audit report, makes multiple findings regarding internal controls, recommendations, and responses. The auditor made the following recommendations based on the findings. Deficiency of internal control in reporting prepaid expenses. The auditor found that the department's reporting mechanisms for prepaid expenses did not include an independent review of year-end cutoff expenses. This resulted in employees not detecting prepaid expenses being understated by $795,500. The auditor recommended the department establish procedures to ensure all prepaid expenses are identified and reported, and the department responded that there is now an established process for review transactions for prepaid expenses. The department also intends to eliminate prepaid expenses unless the expense creates a tangible benefit to the state. Contractual agreements. The auditor tested 57 contracts and attached amendments and found several of them failed to comply with established policies and procedures or Code of Iowa requirements. The auditor recommended that the department ensure that all contracts and related amendments are properly approved and made in compliance with policies and procedures established by the Iowa Department of Administrative Services. All required forms must also be completed. The department responded that procedures are being put in place to initiate the contracting process earlier in order to properly meet contracting requirements, but 
there are times when contracting services are amended due to unforeseen circumstances such as meeting unexpected demand. And written policies and procedures. The auditor noted a need for written policies and procedures regarding the EDINFO web application and IT systems controls. Without written policies, the department is at greater risk for a break of security and control. The auditor recommended that the department develop written policies and procedures regarding access control procedures, employee background checks, segregation of incompatible duties, management oversight, removal of employee access rights after termination of employment, and future systems development. And the department responded that policies are being drafted, reviewed, and finalized. These policies will be in place by June 30th, 2017, for the next fiscal year audit. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jocelyn Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 7th, 2017. Federal funding for hurricane relief passes House. Hurricane Harvey Relief. The House of Representatives, H.R., passed H.R. 3672 Supplemental Appropriations for Disaster Relief Requirements, which provides $7.850 billion for losses from Hurricane Harvey on September 6, 2017. Appropriations included $7.400 billion to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, and $450 million to the Small Business Administration for Disaster Loan Program. Refer to the Congressional Budget Office Estimate for additional information. Disaster Information Hurricane Harvey arrived on August 25, 2017 and damaged parts of Texas and Louisiana. The current estimate for the Federal Office of Management and Budget states that 44,000 people were relocated to shelters, 100,000 residential homes were damaged, and 436,000 households have registered with FEMA for temporary living assistance and other related expenditures. Debt ceiling. Congress will need to increase the debt limit prior to September 29, 2017 to have enough funding for government operations. Members of the House of Representatives and the Senate have met with the President to discuss the matter. However, the increase was not part of the disaster relief legislation passed by the House of Representatives. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 7, 2017. Audit Report, Iowa Department of Cultural Affairs. The Auditor of State released the Fiscal Year 2016 Audit Report for the Department of Cultural Affairs, DCA, on September 7, 2017. The auditor recommended that the DCA implement control procedures to ensure employees record actual hours worked on each separately funded program rather than a predetermined budget rate. The auditor noted the same finding in the fiscal year 2015 audit report. Findings Payroll Distribution The DCA is allowed to change personal services for planning purposes for the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, RIIF, for the Museum Renovation Project. 
the DCA did not have a mechanism to support actual time spent on the project. The DCA budgeted salary expenses for the project at a set percentage for fiscal year 2016 at the beginning of the year before the services were performed. The use of a predetermined distribution percentage resulted in actual personal services of $68,328 charged to the project. While the DCA retained evidence that work was done on the project, the supporting documentation does not contain an indication of the number of hours spent working on the project. Multiple DCA employees worked on more than one project throughout the year and allocated time to the project based on budgeted dollar amounts versus verified supporting documentation. The auditor recommended that the DCA ensure employees record actual hours worked on each separately funded project rather than a predetermined budgeted rate. The DCA responded that the agency aligned salaries to the project in a manner that was consistent with its usual salary distribution practices. The DCA uses the Department of Administrative Services, DAS, salary distribution process which aligns salaries with responsibilities. This practice was used during the period of fiscal year 2015 through February of fiscal year 2016, at which time work on the project was completed. The DCA acknowledges the finding and based upon this guidance, if the issue comes up again, the DCA will track salary costs on an hourly basis. The auditor accepted the response. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 8, 2017. Iowa Drought Conditions as of September 5, 2017. There is a map with this article detailing drought conditions for Iowa as of September 5, 2017. Conditions have improved in some areas of Iowa. However, two areas in southern Iowa are still categorized with extreme drought. The information is from United States Drought Monitor. Drought Information. Iowa State University Extension and Outreach has updated drought information on the Extension and Outreach website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Gozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. To see the map and chart that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.com. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Iowa Drought Conditions as of September 5, 2017. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 8, 2017. Audit Report, Iowa Workforce Development. The Auditor of State released the Fiscal Year 2016 Audit Report for the Iowa Department of Workforce Development, IWD, on September 7, 2017. The auditor recommended that the IWD develop procedures to ensure all reports are submitted in a timely manner and reviewed by an independent person, ensure information generated for financial reporting is properly tested and reviewed for accuracy, identify sensitive positions and ensure background investigations are routinely performed as part of the hiring process, review capital asset policies and procedures to ensure a detailed, up-to-date capital asset listing is maintained, ensure compliance with the Department of Administrative Services Purchasing Card Program Procedures Manual, and ensure necessary steps are taken to comply with the Code of Iowa 
or continue to seek the repeal of outdated code sections. The auditor's general recommendations are the same as for fiscal year 2015. The IWD provided responses to the recommendations of the auditor, and the auditor accepted all responses. For additional information, please contact the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 8, 2017. Audit Report, Iowa Economic Development Authority. Report, the Auditor of State released the Fiscal Year 2016 Audit Report for the Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, on September 7, 2017. The Auditor recommended that the IEDA should develop and implement additional procedures to ensure the information reported to the Department of Administrative Services State Accounting Enterprise DAS-SAE is accurate. The auditor also determined that the IEDA control activities should be reviewed to obtain the maximum internal control possible related to the segregation of financial duties of the Iowa Department of Economic Development Foundation. Findings, financial reporting. The IEDA records receipts and disbursements in the integrated information for Iowa one-third system throughout the year, including the accrual period. Activity that is not recorded on the one-third system is reported to the DAS-SAE in a generally accepted accounting principles GAAP package. The GAAP package is to be submitted to DAS-SAE by the first week of September each year. The IEDA overstated the amount of contractual commitments by $867,625. The auditor recommended that the IEDA should develop and implement additional procedures to ensure information reported to the DAS-SAE is accurate. The IEDA DA responded that the agency will develop additional procedures to improve both the calculation and subsequent review of entity-wide adjustments to ensure these items are correct for financial statement purposes. The auditor accepted the response. Findings, Foundation Segregation of Duties. The Iowa Department of Economic Development Foundation is a separate nonprofit corporation incorporated under Iowa Code Chapter 504. The purpose of the foundation is receiving and dispersing funds from public or private sources to be used to further the overall development of well-being of the state. The auditor found that one individual had control over bank reconciliation and investments with no compensating controls. The auditor recommended that the IEDA control activities should be reviewed to obtain the maximum internal control possible related to the segregation of financial duties of the foundation. The IEDA responded that the foundation bank reconciliations and investments will add a second level of review beginning in fiscal year 2017. A member of the IEDA legal team who is completely separate from any matters related to the IEDA foundation will review bank reconciliations and the investment summary prepared each year and document the review on the monthly bank reconciliations and on the annual investment summary prepared for the authority's financial statements. The auditor accepted the response. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256.
Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 8, 2017. Audit Report, Department of Natural Resources. The Auditor of State released the Fiscal Year 2016 Audit Report for the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, on September 5, 2017. The following conditions were reported, recommendations were made, and responses were given by the DNR. Uncollectible Accounts. For the year ended June 30, 2016, the DNR reported on accounts receivable balance of $374,000 for administrative penalties and $979,000 for assessed damages. This included accounts dating back to 1997. The audit recommended that the DNR establish policies and procedures related to allowances for doubtful accounts. The DNR responded that it will work to evaluate the likelihood of the collectability of administrative penalties and liquidated damages. Statutory Code Findings The following findings were recorded relating to Iowa Code compliance. There is no compliance advisory panel as required in Iowa Code Section 455B.150 and the Federal Clean Air Act. The DNR responded that there are no current appointments to the panel and when the appointments are made by the governor, the panel will reconvene. There have been no random public works inspections by the DNR as required by Iowa Code Section 455B.174. This includes inspections of work completed by cities and counties. The DNR responded that city and county water authorities have permitting authority. The authorities submit quarterly reports that are reviewed by the DNR. There has been no implementation of the Agricultural Easement Program as required by Iowa Code Section 456B.11. The program is to be used for the acquisition of wetlands and conservation easements around wetlands that result from the closure of agricultural drainage wells. The DNR responded that acquiring Highly productive farmland, either by easement or purchase, is expensive and the DNR must rely on federal programs to accomplish this work. The DNR also responded that landowners are usually interested in continuing to farm the land in the drainage area rather than restore wetlands. The DNR will again work to rescind this section in the upcoming legislative session. And the department has not completed the inventory of protected wetlands as required in Iowa Code Section 456B.12. This includes listing wetlands and marshes of each county and making preliminary designations as to which constitute protected wetlands. The DNR responded that the program was never established because current federal regulations exceed the protection this Iowa Code requirement offers. The department stated that this wetland classification is outdated and fails to recognize other wetland types such as forested wetlands, fans, and sedge meadows. Targeted Small Business Iowa Code Section 73.16 requires the director of each state agency that has purchasing authority to establish a procurement goal for certified targeted small businesses each fiscal year in cooperation with the Targeted Small Business TSB Marketing and Compliance Manager of the Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA. The procurement goal shall include the procurement of goods and services including construction but excluding utility services. The TSB procurement goal for the DNR for fiscal year 2016 was not set at a level exceeding the fiscal year 2015 actual TSB spending. 
the department stated that it will ensure the goals be implemented in the future. Responses accepted. The Auditor of State accepted the DNR responses. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 8, 2017. Audit Report, Department of Justice. Audit Report Released. The State Auditor's Office released a report on the Iowa Department of Justice, DOJ, for the year ended June 30, 2016. Segregation of duties. In order to maintain proper internal control, duties should be segregated so the authorization, custody, and recording of transactions are not under the control of the same employees so as to maximize accuracy of the department's financial statements. The audit found that responsibilities for maintaining detailed accounts receivable records are not segregated from collections in the prosecuting attorney's office. Recommendation. The prosecuting attorney's office should review its operating procedures to obtain the maximum internal control possible. Response. The department will develop policies to ensure compliance with the reporting requirements. The department may also consider legislation to repeal this outdated code requirement because the primary purpose of the biennial report was to publish attorney general opinions, which are now widely available on the department's website and legal research services. Conclusion, response accepted. The audit report is available on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 11, 2017. Update, Federal Funding for Hurricane Relief Passes Senate. Hurricane Relief. The Senate amended and passed H.R. 601, the Reinforcing Education Accountability in Development Act on September 7, 2017. The amendment provided a supplemental appropriation of $15.300 billion for the losses from Hurricane Harvey, added additional funding for losses from Hurricane Irma, and extended the debt limit. Amendment funding. The amendment appropriated $7.400 billion to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, $450 million to the Small Business Administration for the Disaster Loan Program, and an additional $7.400 billion to the Community Development Fund for expenses related to Hurricane Irma as authorized under the Housing and Community Development Act of 1974. Debt limit. The amendment increases the debt limit until December 8, 2017. The debt limit or debt ceiling is the set amount of money that the government can borrow. On September 8, 2017, the House of Representatives approved the legislation received from the Senate. The legislation will be sent to the President. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 11, 2017, State Soil and Water Conservation Committee meeting and tour. Abandoned Mindfield Day. The State Soil and Water Conservation Committee was invited to attend a field day discussion hosted by the Iowa Learning Farms on September 7, 2017 about the Logan Abandoned Mine 
Reclamation Project located near Bussey, Iowa. Work on this 100-acre site began in 2014 and was finished in 2016. Included in the project was the planting of a pollinator mix to attract monarch butterflies as a project sponsored by the Iowa Monarch Conservation Consortium at Iowa State University. A portion of the funding was from a federal grant awarded in 2015 by the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation to the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS, for $227,000. The grant was awarded to establish wildlife habitat on Iowa's private lands. The grant supplied funding for the Buffer Initiative Program, the Conservation Reserve Enhancement Program, the Abandoned Mind Land Program, and the Urban Conservation Program. Muscle Study Presentation The State Soil and Water Conservation Committee met in Oskaloosa after the Field Day event. Jennifer Kurt from the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, gave a presentation on her five-year study of the mussel population. This included a discussion of the Buffalo Creek watershed in Buchanan County, where 93 conservation practices were implemented, reducing the amount of sediment to the watershed by over 4,000 tons. This improved the water quality, and the population of native mussels has increased. Another benefit was that five segments of Buffalo Creek were removed from Iowa's impaired water bodies list, which is submitted every two years to the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, EPA. Palmer Amaranth Plant. Jim Gillespie, director of the Soil Conservation and Water Quality Division of DALS, provided an update on the Palmer amaranth plant, which is an invasive species that was first detected in Iowa last year. As of September 1, 2017, there have been minimal sightings of the plant. The problem with the plant is that it grows quickly. Additionally, one plant can produce up to 500,000 seeds, which causes it to spread quickly. Information about the plant is available at the Iowa State University Outreach and Extension website. Water Quality Initiative. Director Gillespie also reported that the Water Quality Initiative's statewide practices funding was very successful. The DALS allocated $5 million to cover 2,500 farmers, over 1,000 of whom were first-time participants. This included producers in 98 counties. Matching funds are estimated at $8.4 million. The majority of the practices will include implementing cover crops on approximately 280,000 acres. Federal Conservation Projects Update. Kevin McCall, Natural Resources Conservation Service, NRCS, provided some information on federal programs in Iowa. For FFY 2017, over 1,300 acres were enrolled in the Conservation Reserve Program, CRP, and 186,000 acres were enrolled in the Conservation Stewardship Program. Next meeting. If needed, there will be a conference call meeting on October 2, 2017. The next scheduled meeting is November 5, 2017 in Des Moines. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Gozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 11, 2017. Grants awarded to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, made four grant awards on September 8, 2017, totaling $1.4 million. 
the IEDA awarded the Community Development Block Grant CDBG program funds to support community water and sewer infrastructure projects. The CDBG program is federally funded through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. The program enables communities to make improvements to water and sewer systems, improve housing conditions for low-income homeowners, provide facilities for disabled and at-risk individuals, and make improvements to their downtowns. The IEDA is responsible for administering the CDBG funds in the non-metropolitan areas of the state. The grants are awarded based on the benefit provided to low- and moderate-income persons, financial need, project impact and readiness, and commitment of local resources to the project. Applications are solicited quarterly. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 11, 2017, Early Childhood Iowa State Board Meeting. The Early Childhood Iowa ECI State Board met on September 8, 2017 in Des Moines, Iowa. Board members and other representatives from across state government participated in a poverty simulation in the morning followed by the regular business meeting. The board approved the new process for designating local ECI boards and the appeals procedure. The designation process will replace the previously employed, quote, levels of excellence system. The goal of the new system is to be more collaborative between the state ECI technical assistance team and the local boards and to focus the designation process on outcomes, partnerships, and comprehensive approaches to ensure that local ECI boards are effective in their mission. The board approved redesigning the ADLM ECI board from probationary to compliant. There was also an administrative update that included conversation around the initial planning phases for the ECI 20-year celebration, which will coincide with an early childhood systems summit. The next ECI state board meeting will be Friday, November 3rd, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jocelyn Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 11th, 2017, Board of Regents, September 2017 meeting. The Board of Regents met on September 6th and 7th, 2017 at the University of Iowa. In addition to conducting bond sales, committee work, and other routine business, the Board received and discussed the report of the Tuition Task Force. Tuition Task Force Report. The Tuition Task Force Report summarizes the information presented at meetings conducted in August at each of the universities, including each university's five-year plan for tuition that assumes no increase in state appropriations for general education. For resident undergraduate tuition, the University of Iowa proposed raising tuition by 7.1% each year between fall 2018 and fall 2022. The Iowa State University proposed an annual increase of 7%. The University of Northern Iowa proposed an increase of 6.7% in fall 2018, 5.2% in fall 2019, and increases in the range of 3% to 4% thereafter. The Board of Regents is scheduled to meet at the University of Northern Iowa on October 18th and 19th. A subsequent meeting is scheduled for October 23rd at Iowa State University. The Board will address the tuition proposals at those meetings. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services
Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 11, 2017. Board of Corrections Meeting, September 2017. The Board of Corrections met September 8, 2017 at the Iowa Medical and Classification Center, IMCC, and was welcomed by Warden Jim McKinney. Warden McKinney mentioned the recent purchase of a bus to assist with transportation of inmates to the intake facility at the IMCC. This will assist in containing costs and free up deputies' time at the local level. Warden McKinney stated that he had been a warden for around 20 years and has seen a lot of correctional programs come and go. He thinks that the staff working with inmates on a daily basis makes the biggest difference in an inmate's stay. Several staff from the IMCC addressed the board outlining how they came to their career in corrections and explaining the work that they do. Director's Report. Director Jerry Bartruff recognized Letty Prell, Director of Research for the Iowa Department of Corrections, DOC. She will be retiring in September after 36 years of employment with the state of Iowa. Her work with assessment risk modeling is recognized nationwide. Director Bartriff also introduced Cord Overton as the new communications director for the DOC. Overton was previously a policy advisor for Governor Kim Reynolds. Director Bartriff provided an update of activity and items of interest since the last meeting, including the following. Meetings have been held with the Department of Management about fiscal year 2018 and fiscal year 2019 budgets. There continue to be significant challenges and the possibility of a special session to reduce fiscal year 2018 appropriations. The DOC continues to be cautious and fiscally responsible. Director Bartriff attended the American Correctional Association's State Directors Conference in August. Fiscal challenges as well as the increasing incidence of mental illness in the correctional area are issues being experienced across the nation. The Complex Service Needs Work Group, established in Senate File 504, has met once and will meet three more times before issuing its final report to the General Assembly in December. There is a growing issue of elderly inmates with mental issues being discharged from their sentence but not being able to be released because there is no facility for placement available outside of the DOC. The Justice Action Network will be at the Iowa Correctional Institution for Women, ICIW, in Mitchellville on September 28th. On that day, Governor Reynolds will be giving a graduation address. The network will also visit the Iowa Prison Industries IPI textile facility that is located at the ICIW. And Iowa Prison Industries will now be doing the printing of a Department of Natural Resources quarterly publication. Budget. Department of Corrections Financial Manager Steve Dick gave a budget update. The continuing emphasis on reducing recidivism is directly related to the budget as increasing recidivism leads to a larger number of prison inmates and higher operating costs. There are several items in expenses for the corrections budget that cannot be cut such as food for inmates and facility utility costs. Personnel expenditures are the largest part of the corrections budget and any cuts in fiscal year 2018 general fund appropriations will result directly in cuts in personnel. Resources are being focused on higher risk individuals. Temporary closings during fiscal year 2017 of Luster Heights, the John Bennett Unit, the Clorinda Lodge and the Sheldon Residential Treatment Facility have become permanent 
a total of 64 employees were affected by these closings. While the costs of most mental health medications are decreasing, other drug costs are increasing. Pharmacy costs can no longer be kept stable. The number of older inmates with severe physical and mental health afflictions is increasing. There has been an increase in the number of HIV-positive inmates due to the opiate crisis. The fiscal year 2019 general fund budget request will be kept status quo by request of the governor's office, with the exception of a request for an additional $1 million for pharmaceuticals. This is reflected in the appropriation for the IMCC. The main goal for the DOC at this point is to maintain staffing. This will not be possible if there are fiscal year 2018 deappropriations or no salary adjustment funds for fiscal year 2019, and the DOC is requesting six point. $7 million in funding for capital projects. $3 million of this request is for deferred maintenance at institutions and community-based corrections facilities. Legislative Proposal. The DOC will propose legislation rewriting Iowa Code Section 904.310A to address the issue of inmate access to sexually explicit reading materials. Board discussion. The board members stated that they appreciated the work of IMCC staff members during the meeting and the commitment they have to their work. The next board meeting is scheduled for 9 a.m. on October 6, 2017 at the Iowa Prison Industries showroom in Des Moines. For additional information, see the DOC website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Folk-Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 12, 2017. Board of Regents, September 2017 meeting. Note, this article has been revised since its original publication. The third and fourth paragraphs were revised to clarify the University of Northern Iowa's proposed tuition rates. Regular meeting. The Board of Regents met on September 6th and 7th, 2017 at the University of Iowa. In addition to conducting bond sales, committee work, and other routine business, the Board received and discussed the report of the Tuition Task Force. The Tuition Task Force report summarizes the information presented at meetings conducted in August at each of the universities, including each university's five-year plan for tuition. For resident undergraduate tuition, the University of Iowa proposed raising tuition by 7.10% each year between fall 2018 and fall 2022 based on an assumption of no increase in state funding for general education. Iowa State University proposed an annual increase of 7% based on the same assumption. The University of Northern Iowa, UNI, used an assumption of 1.75% increase in state funding annually to propose an increase of 3.90% in fall 2018, 2.70% in fall 2019, and 1.75% in fall 2020 and fall 2021. The UNI proposal indicates that under an assumption of no increase in state funding, the tuition rates would increase by 6.70% in fall 2018, 5.20% in fall 2019, 3.70% in fall 2020, and 3.10% in fall 2021. The Board of Regents is scheduled to meet at the University of Northern Iowa on October 18th and 19th. 
A subsequent meeting is scheduled for October 23rd at Iowa State University. The board will discuss the tuition proposals at those meetings. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 14, 2017. Underground Storage Tank Board Lost Portfolio Transfer Lost Portfolio Transfer Contract At the September 6, 2017 meeting of the Iowa Comprehensive Petroleum Underground Storage Tank UST Fund Board, the board voted to enter into contract negotiations with the Petroleum Marketers Management Insurance Company PMMIC. The potential contract would provide for a lost portfolio transfer LPT of the estimated existing remaining expenditure liability for up to 199 identified UST remediation claims currently managed by the UST board. The contract would pay PMMIC approximately $13.6 million from UST board funds as compensation for the transfer of liability on the included UST sites. The potential to contract with PMMIC was accomplished through a request for proposal RFP process. The RFP process closed in July 2017 with PMMIC submitting the only bid. The $13.6 million bid represents a $3.3 million premium, 31.7% over the $10.3 million the board carries as its existing liabilities, estimated remaining expenditures, for the contaminated sites included in the RFP. In addition to the $10.3 million in site-specific liabilities, the board would also incur administrative expenses for the sites included in the RFP if those sites remained the responsibility of the board. The bid submitted by PMMIC is broken down into the following items. Existing board liabilities, $10.32 million, risk premium, $2.06 million, administrative fee, $0.96 million, and additional insurance, $0.25 million. The negotiated contract is subject to final approval by the board at a future meeting. If a final contract is entered into by the board and PMMIC, approximately 140 contaminated UST sites will remain as liabilities of the UST board. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 14, 2017. Juvenile Justice Advisory Council Planning Meeting. The Juvenile Justice Advisory Council, JJAC, held its three-year planning meeting on Tuesday, September 12th and Wednesday, September 13, 2017 at the Holiday Inn in Urbandale. Division and Federal Update. The Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning CJJP Division Administrator Steve Michael reported on several items. State Budget-CJJP. Due to budget reductions during fiscal year 2017, a vacant justice system analyst position within the division has not been filled. The CJJP plans to hold the position vacant during fiscal year 2018. The CJJP is currently preparing its fiscal year 2019 departmental request and recently presented to the Department of Management. AmeriCorps Volunteers. The CJJP currently has two AmeriCorps volunteers on staff to assist with division projects. 
Federal updates. The CJJP has not been informed of its federal grant award amount yet, but expects to receive around $400,000 in federal funding. And Iowa Summit on Justice and Disparities. The Iowa-Nebraska chapter of the NAACP is hosting its annual Iowa Summit on Justice and Disparities on October 10th at the Des Moines Area Community College Ankeny Campus. Members of the Disproportionate Minority Contact DMC subcommittee will be attending, and a couple of JJAC members will present at the summit. Three-year planning meeting. Every three years, the JJAC holds a planning meeting to review its priorities, goals, and objectives for the next three years. The information is compiled and shared with the Federal Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention to fulfill federal funding requirements. The meeting agenda included at best practices and data presentation subcommittee recommendations from the Iowa Task Force for Young Women and DMC subcommittees and priority and goal development sessions. The council was scheduled to meet on Thursday, December 7, 2017 at Polk County River Place in Des Moines. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 15, 2017. State Appeal Board Meeting, September 2017. The State Appeal Board met on September 11, 2017 in Des Moines. The Board took the following actions. Approved approximately $41,000 in general claims under Iowa Code Chapter 25 and approved five tort claims filed under Iowa Code Chapter 669 for approximately $8,201. The board denied tort claims totaling approximately $1.1 million. Approximately $15.8 million in tort claims was withdrawn prior to the board meeting. Settlements. The State Appeal Board approved 10 settlements. A payment of $1.3 million for settlement of a lawsuit alleging medical negligence at the University of Iowa hospitals that resulted in brain and heart injuries to the patient. University of Iowa physicians will contribute 50% of this sum, $625,000, and the remaining half will be paid by the state. A payment of $95,000 for settlement of a lawsuit alleging disability discrimination and failure to accommodate on the part of the state of Iowa and Iowa Veterans Home for termination the plaintiff because of the plaintiff's disability. A payment of $260,000 for settlement of a lawsuit alleging sex discrimination and retaliation by the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, in violation of the Iowa Civil Rights Act. As part of the settlement, the plaintiff will be placed in a newly created district supervisory position and a payment of $10,714 per case for settlement of seven individual cases related to state hiring practices alleging race discrimination and retaliation on the part of the Department of Administrative Services and the following agencies involved in hiring in each case. The Department of Cultural Affairs, the Iowa Communications Network, Iowa Workforce Development, the DNR, and the Department of Human Services. The next regular meeting of the State Appeal Board is scheduled for October 2, 2017 in Des Moines. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509 and Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 15, 2017. 
Iowa Alcoholic Beverages Commission meeting, September 2017. The Iowa Alcoholic Beverages Commission met on September 7, 2017 in Ankeny. The commission was briefed on the following items. Distribution Partnership slash RFP update. There are currently 1,433 active Class E licensees in Iowa and 298 licensees have been added since June 2015. As the number of licensees continues to grow, the Iowa Alcoholic Beverages Division, IABD, has decided to cooperate with the Department of Administrative Services in forming and finalizing a request for proposals, RFP, for establishing a public-slash-private partnership in the distribution of alcohol across the state of Iowa. The Commission was briefed on the status of this process. Solicitation of RFPs will continue through September 22, 2017. Evaluation of proposals will begin on September 25, 2017, and potential final agreements are expected to be completed by July 1, 2018. Final implementation of a potential public-slash-private partnership is estimated to be completed by January 1, 2019. Financial Update. The Commission also received an update on the final financial status of alcohol sales revenue in fiscal year 2017. According to calculations provided by the IABD, fiscal year 2017 total liquor sales revenue increased 5.8% when compared to fiscal year 2016. Liquor sales revenue collected totaled approximately $305.6 million in fiscal year 2017. Additionally, the IABD reported total reversions of $114.5 million to the State General Fund. Approximately $21.5 million of this amount is earmarked for substance abuse prevention purposes. The next meeting will be held on November 8, 2017 at 1 p.m. in Decorah, Iowa. The meeting location has yet to be determined. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 14, 2017. Council on Human Services Meeting, September 13, 2017. The Council on Human Services met on September 13, 2017 for an overview of the Department of Human Services, DHS, fiscal year 2019 budget requests. The department requested a primarily status quo budget with additional requests for the replacement of one-time funds used in fiscal year 2018 and one request for modernizing Medicaid technology in the event of additional funding. The replacement of these one-time funds will be discussed in a separate fiscal update article. Department Technology Needs. The Department of Human Resources Deputy Director Mickey Steer discussed a federal requirement pertaining to the modernization of Medicaid-related technology. This requirement pertains to the Department's Medicaid Management Information System, MMIS, which has had several updates but operates on a 40-year-old technology platform. Failure to modernize this system would result in a 25% reduction in federal financial participation. In 2015, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services published a rulemaking that provided for a temporary enhancement to the federal financial participation rate to support the design, development, installation, maintenance, and operations of Medicaid eligibility and enrollment systems. The estimated state need in fiscal year 2019 to begin the first phase of modernizing the system is $2.9 million. 
a complete overhaul of the MMIS could require a project completion timeline of nearly seven years, and the total state share is estimated to be roughly $17 million over the course of the project. In 2012, $3 million was appropriated to the department from the Technology Reinvestment Fund. This amount was later transferred back to the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund. The $3 million request is to replace this upfront investment. Cost Containment Measures The DHS reviewed several proposed Medicaid cost containment measures for fiscal year 2019. These measures mostly seek to align Medicaid programs with national mandatory coverage standards, while others seek to update existing medical and dental fee schedules to align them with current market costs for various services, exams, and procedures. Breast and cervical cancer coverage under the Medicaid program would end under one of the proposed cost containment measures. Fiscal Year 2018 Budget Update The Department provided an update regarding how a mandatory general reduction of $1.5 million will be applied. Instead of applying the general reduction to the Child and Family Services Appropriation, the Department will apply the reduction to the family investment program. This reduction is contingent upon a continuing trend of declining caseloads which has been observed since fiscal year 2015. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 19, 2017. Iowa 911 Communications Council Meeting, September 2017. The Iowa 911 Communications Council met on September 14, 2017 at West Des Moines City Hall. Rob Dennert, Council Member, represents for the Iowa Emergency Management Association was elected chair pro tem to preside over the meeting. 911 surcharge fund. 911 program administrator Blake DeRoshi reported on several items. Progress continues on establishing the next gen text to 911 program. A map illustrating the state status by county was distributed. Work will continue through October. Individual 911 service board plans are being updated. On October 2nd, there will be a statewide program update meeting in conjunction with the Association of Public Safety Communications Officials, National Emergency Number Association Conference, commencing the following day. And there are nine public safety answering point PSAP grant requests totaling $195,000 for geographic information system projects for the Council to consider for approval. Iowa Statewide Interoperable Communication System ISICS Board Updates. Statewide Interoperability Coordinator Chris Mayers reported on several items. The Statewide Communication Interoperability Plan is almost complete and the last step is for committees to finish action plans. After this is done, a draft report will be distributed to the ISICS Board for approval. Myers is in the process of meeting with different counties to discuss interoperability needs. The encryption committee has decided that there is a need for encrypted talk groups. This will require time to be spent working on the technical aspects, management of the groups, and policy procedures being developed. There was a training exercise involving a National Guard at Camp Dodge and the ISICS was utilized successfully. And Mayers addressed a rumor he had heard from local officials that the ISICS board was planning to hire a consultant 
at a cost of $300,000 to assist counties to utilize the ISICS. He wanted to clarify that there are no plans for the board to do this. Homeland Security and Emergency Services Management Department. Office of the Emergency Communicators Regional Coordinator Jim Lundstedt stated that the Secretary of Homeland Security has issued a directive that federal agencies could no longer use Kaspersky Labs virus protection software. While this is a federal directive, he encouraged local governments to look into the concerns about using the Kaspersky product. Lundstedt also advocated for awareness of vulnerabilities at the local level to cybersecurity threats, including ransomware. When a city or county encounters a ransomware situation, the first step is usually to disconnect from the internet, which affects how a PSAP is able to operate. Nominations slash election for vice chair. Rob Dennard was nominated and elected to serve as vice chair for the Iowa 911 Communications Council. He replaces Bob Sievert, who will serve as active chairperson until the end of December 2017 after the resignation of chairperson Stephen Ray in August. The next council meeting will be October 12, 2017 at the West Des Moines City Hall. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. To see the map text to 911 available that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Iowa 911 Communications Council Meeting, September 2017. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 19, 2017. Department of Education submits ESSA plan. The Iowa Department of Education has submitted the state's 243-page Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA, plan to the U.S. Department of Education as required by the 2015 reauthorization of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965. The plan must be approved by the U.S. Department of Education and must include a statewide accountability system for districts and schools. The Iowa plan calls for school districts to be identified as, quote, targeted, comprehensive, or not identified on the following indicators, student participation, academic achievement, student growth, graduation rate, and progress in achieving English language proficiency. Two additional indicators, conditions for learning and post-secondary readiness, will be phased in over the next few years. The ESSA plan must also address assessment, funding, and supports for struggling schools and districts. Assessment goals set out in the plan include increasing reading and math proficiency rates for all students by half a percentage point each year over the next five years for a total increase of 2.5% and a whole percentage point or 5% over five years with some student subgroups including economically disadvantaged students, children with disabilities, and English language learners. A 95% graduation rate for all students and a 97% graduation rate for students taking an additional year to graduate and a 5 percentage point increase in the percent of English language learners proficient in English over the next five years. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, 
Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 20th, 2017, Environmental Protection Commission Meeting. Rulemaking Hearing, the Environmental Protection Commission met on September 18th, 2017 in Des Moines. The meeting began with a discussion of a petition for rulemaking from the Iowa Citizens for Community Improvement, ICCI, and Food and Water Watch. The petition requests that the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, revise the regulations for the master matrix. The master matrix is the scoring system used to evaluate the siting of permitted confinement feeding operations. Opening comments were received from the governor's office, the ICCI, and Senator David Johnson. Other comments included public comment from supporters and non-supporters. The DNR also gave a brief overview and opinion of the petition. The commissioners discussed the petition and then voted unanimously to not support the petition for rulemaking. Budget approved. The commission approved the DNR budget request for fiscal year 2019. There is a table summary of the request included in this fiscal update. Water use fee. The commission approved the fiscal year 2018 fee for persons using over 25,000 gallons of water in one day. The annual fee for fiscal year 2018 will be $134. This is an increase of $68 compared to fiscal year 2017. The fee increase was based on revenue and expenditures for fiscal year 2017 and was approved by the client stakeholder group that meets with the DNR. Contracts approved. The commission approved the following. Contract with Pottawatomie County for air quality monitoring. The cost is not to exceed $38,000. Contract with the Federal Geological Survey for water quality assessment. The cost is not to exceed $316,000. Contract with the State Hygienic Laboratory at the University of Iowa for monitoring municipal wells. The contract is not to exceed $43,000. Second quarter intended use plan for the Clean Water Revolving Fund and the Drinking Water State Revolving Fund. Final notice of administrative rules related to animal feeding operations and referral of Joel Ties to the Attorney General. The next meeting is scheduled for October 17, 2017 in Des Moines. For additional information, refer to the DNR website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deborah Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. To see the summary of the DNR budget request for fiscal year 2019 that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Environmental Protection Commission Meeting. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 20th, 2017. College Student Aid Commission Meeting, September 2017. The College Student Aid Commission met in Des Moines on September 15th, 2017. Director Karen Misjack updated the commission in regard to the activities of the commission staff, including the following. The Commission will be taking over production of the Annual Higher Education Enrollment Report that is published each year by the Iowa Coordinating Council on Post-High School Education. The Board of Regents' Office produced the report in the past. 
Gear Up Iowa has put out a request for proposals, RFP, to offer ACT test preparation services to 10th grade students in Iowa school districts during the 2017-2018 school year. School districts must opt into the program, and it is estimated that 8,200 students will be eligible. Director Ms. Jack reviewed the findings from the Commission's annual audit. Commission staff has compiled final 2016-2017 year-end data on each of the scholarship, grant, and loan repayment programs. A total of 22,701 scholarship and grant awards were made, totaling $70.9 million. A total of 340 awards were provided to individuals employed in select high-need professions in Iowa, obligating $3.8 million in loan repayment awards and cash bonuses. The final program data will be available on the Commissioner's Higher Education Data Center in the coming weeks. The Commission is using a new meeting software that allows members to take digital notes. The notes are automatically deleted at the end of the meeting unless the member downloads them to a personal device or prints a hard copy. Assistant Attorney General Emily Willits responded to questions regarding whether those notes are subject to open records requests. Ms. Willits said that the notes have always been eligible for an open records request regardless of format. She noted that it is up to members whether they retain their notes. The Commission has never required members to turn in their notes because there is no ongoing organizational need for it. Should a request for the notes be received, staff would contact members and ask them to turn in whatever notes they have that fulfill the request and it would be up to the members to do so. Administrative Rules. The Commission approved amendments to administrative rules as follows. Chapter 8, All Iowa Opportunity Scholarship. Chapter 9, All Iowa Opportunity Foster Care Grant Program. And Chapter 11, Iowa Tuition Grant Program for Profit Institutions. The rule changes are primarily in response to statutory changes made during the previous legislative session. The proposed rules are identical to those submitted under Notice of Intended Action. All have been filed as, quote, emergency after notice because each affects administration of program for the current academic year. Fiscal year 2019 budget request and legislative report. Todd Brown, Division Director for Financial Aid Programs, noted that the Commission will not be proposing any legislative changes for the 2018 legislative session. He presented the Commission's proposed fiscal year 2019 budget to be submitted to the Department of Management, DOM. As in past years, the Commission staff has proposed a budget meeting the requirements set out by the DOM as well as a proposed budget representing the priorities of Commission members. The Commission voted unanimously to approve the proposals. Janet Adams, Chairperson of the Commission, will present the members' proposed budget at the Governor's Budget Hearing on November 13, 2017. Other action. The Commission conducted the following business. Approved a second extension of a contract with the Department of Human Services for administration of the Education and Training Voucher, ETV, through September 30, 2018. The voucher program serves former foster youth who meet eligibility criteria. Approved changes in the Commission's bylaws to reflect changes in Commission membership and other technical updates. Reviewed final fiscal year 2017 financial reports. Director Misjack noticed that she is in the process of hiring a new accountant for the agency and hopes to offer the position to someone very soon. It was also noted that the Commission must move from its offices 
when the current lease expires at the end of May 2018 because the rent is increasing. Iowa Workforce Development is also moving out of the building. Reviewed the status of post-secondary registration and Iowa SARA State Authorization Reciprocity Agreement applications. Reviewed a list of institutions eligible for the All-Iowa Opportunity Scholarship and or the Iowa Tuition Grant, including the accreditation status of each institution. And reviewed the Commission's 2016 through 2018 strategic plan with Commission staff providing progress reports and future plans for each of the goals and strategies. The next meeting of the College Student Aid Commission is scheduled for November 17, 2017 in Des Moines. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. To see the chart that lists the Iowa Student Aid Commission funding requests for fiscal year 2019, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled College Student Aid Commission Meeting September 2017. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 22, 2017. Water Resources Coordinating Council Meeting. The Water Resources Coordinating Council, WRCC, met on September 21, 2017 at the Polk County Extension Office in Altoona. Bill Northey, Secretary of Agriculture, called the meeting to order. Miller Creek Watershed. Shane Wolf, Miller Creek Watershed Coordinator in Black Hawk County, provided an overview of the Miller Creek Water Quality Improvement Project. The project focus is to improve the water quality in two watersheds in south-central Blackhawk County and northeast Tama County. The project covers over 42,000 acres that eventually drain into the Cedar River. The project began in 2014 with a water quality initiative, WQI grant, of $499,000. The project was to be completed in 2016, but has been extended to 2019. In addition, the project was awarded a grant of $500,000 from the WQI. Point Source Project Update Adam Schneider's Department of Natural Resources, DNR, provided an update on the issuance of point source permits for wastewater plants and industrial facilities. There have been 151 facilities identified as needing permits, of which 105 have had permits issued. After the permit is issued, the facility submits a feasible study to the DNR for review and approval. The feasibility study includes the installation of nutrient reduction technologies to reduce nitrogen and phosphorus. To date, the DNR has received 59 feasibility studies. Nutrient Reduction Strategy. Lori Nowatsky, Iowa State University Extension, provided an update on the 2017 Nutrient Reduction Strategy Annual Progress Report. A draft copy has been issued to stakeholders and comments will be accepted until October 4, 2017. Highlights from the executive summary include, there has been $420 million invested in fiscal year 2017 to reduce nutrients. This includes expenditures for research, educational presentations, practice implementation, and water quality monitoring. The total includes $243 million in payments from the Federal Conservation Reserve Program. Information on the number of municipal wastewater plants and industrial facilities that have been issued permits, 
The Iowa Nutrient Research Center has funded over 30 projects with the focus of evaluating the performance of new technologies and conservation practices, and conservation practices in the past have focused on the reduction of phosphorus. This has included the construction of terraces and sediment control basins. To address the reduction of nitrogen, new practices are being implemented using cost-sharing funding from state and federal programs. This includes the installation of bioreactors and nitrate-treating wetlands. The next meeting will be held on December 12, 2017 at the Polk County Extension Office in Altoona. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deborah Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 22, 2017. Iowa Public Information Board, September 2017 meeting. The Iowa Public Information Board, IPIB, met on September 21, 2017 in Des Moines. The board reviewed the $75,000 reduction applied to the agency during fiscal year 2017, followed by a $41,000 transfer from the Department of Management on August 31, 2017. Additionally, the board discussed filing an attorney to vacancy at the agency. The board took the following actions. Accepted cases. The board voted to defer action on one complaint until the November board meeting. The complainant alleged that the city of Fruitland violated Iowa Code Chapter 21 open meetings when a majority of the city council members met privately prior to a noticed council meeting and engaged in conversations outside of the open meeting. Dismissed cases. The board dismissed two complaint allegations. The board found that the dismissed cases were legally insufficient. Withdrawn complaints. Two complaints were withdrawn by the complainants and required no action from the board. Ombudsman request. The board voted against waiving the right to attorney-client privilege, which restricts access to closed session tapes from the board's August meeting. This vote led to a denial of the ombudsman request. The closed session meeting reviewed an open records request for body camera video footage from a 2015 fatal shooting by a police officer in Burlington, Iowa. Case statistics. The board received an update on the total number of complaints received in August 2017. The board received 61 formal complaints, 8 requests, for an advisory opinion, one declaratory order, 87 informal complaints, 297 informal requests, and 41 miscellaneous requests. According to data collected by the board, 17% of these complaints and requests were filed by the media, 48% were filed by private citizens, and 35% were filed by governmental entities. The next meeting of the board is scheduled for October 19, 2017 at 1 p.m. in the Wallace Building. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 22, 2017. Executive Council Meeting. The Executive Council met on Monday, September 18, 2017. The Council approved a land trade between the State of Iowa and the City of Iowa City, Iowa. The land trade involved the transfer of a 6,400-square-foot parcel of real property consisting of an old alleyway located in Iowa City near the historic old Iowa Capitol building in exchange for the receipt of an 18,150 square foot parcel located on property adjacent to the Mosman Business Services building on the University of Iowa campus. 
The council also approved the payment of cost items totaling approximately $147,000, with the largest being a payment of $135,000 to the Department of Public Safety to cover repair costs for water damage that occurred on August 28, 2015 to Iowa State Patrol Post 4 in Denison. The next meeting of the Executive Council will be Monday, September 25, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 25, 2017. Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board, September 2017. Establishment. The Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board was established by House File 524. The board is made up of eight practitioners representing different areas of medical expertise and one representative from a law enforcement background. The governor announced the following appointments on August 30, 2017. Pediatrician Dr. Ken Cheney of Clive. Psychiatrist Dr. Jill Liebsfeld, Coralville. Law Enforcement Mike McKelvey, Mason City, Chairperson. Family Medicine Dr. Lonnie Miller, Creston. Pharmacist Dr. Stephen Richards, Spirit Lake. Oncologist Dr. Robert Schreck, Des Moines. Pain Management Dr. Jacqueline Stoken, Waukee. And Neurologist Dr. Wendy Zeta, Ankeny. Meeting. The advisory board held an organizational teleconference on September 6, 2017. The advisory board then met September 22, 2017 in Ankeny. The board first held a public comment period and then reviewed a draft of administrative rules regarding the operation of medical cannabidiol manufacturers and dispensaries. The Department of Public Health, DPH, drafted these rules and sent them out for stakeholder comment earlier in the month. The DPH presented the rules and comments to the board. The board weighed in on changes and approved the rules to be revised and presented to the State Board of Health. The board also discussed what would go into evaluation of the location of manufacturing facilities. In the afternoon, the board had a teleconference phone call with staff from Minnesota Department of Health Office of Medical Cannabis about a number of topics regarding regulation of its medical cannabis DL program. Some of the discussion included manufacture and dispensary regulation. Minnesota law requires one dispensary per congressional district. Discussion included one example of a manufacturer having trouble locating a dispensary due to a city not wanting a dispensary. The longest travel distance between a manufacturer and a dispensary is three hours. In Minnesota, dispensaries are owned by the manufacturer, but Iowa law does not require this. There is an inspection matrix that determines announced and unannounced inspections. Annual licensing fees are based on the cost of regulation and are currently $147,000 per manufacturer. To date, there has been no product loss or diversion by the manufacturers. Each Minnesota manufacturer owns and operates the seed-to-sale system utilized in production and sales, but Iowa law requires the DPH to establish and implement one of these systems. Cannabidiol, CBD, blends and prices. Minnesota has no cap on tetrahydrocannabidiol, THC, and cannabidiol products range from the low end of mostly CBD and almost no THC all the way up to predominantly THC blends. 
The prices depend on the blend. Minnesota staff members stated that the manufacturers report that CBD is the more expensive component to make and producing THC is cheaper. The state is not involved in the regulation of pricing, but does have the ability to implement a price examination audit, which the state has not utilized to date. Anecdotally, staff members reported that the manufacturers try to balance the cost of the pricier CBD products by increasing the costs of the higher THC products. Insurance coverage. No health insurers currently pay for the cost of obtaining medical cannabidiol, but some workers' compensation insurers do. Healthcare and hospital systems. Some healthcare and hospital systems were hesitant about allowing medical practitioners to certify patients for the program at first. There were concerns about malpractice liability and other issues during the initial years of the program. This situation has improved as time has gone by. The names of healthcare practitioners certifying patients are confidential. The healthcare practitioners do not make recommendations regarding products or dosage. Minnesota law requires pharmacists to be present at each dispensary and they work with patients to determine patient needs, usually starting with a lower dosage of THC and treating up as necessary depending on the condition. Hospitals are allowed to set their own policy on inpatients having medical cannabidiol determining their own legal risk. Some hospitals keep a patient's cannabidiol supply in the hospital pharmacy, some allow it to be kept in the patient's room, and some prohibit it on the premises. Research component. In Minnesota, each time a patient wants to purchase cannabidiol, the patient must fill out a self-evaluation. Additionally, there are three- and six-month surveys sent out to patients and healthcare practitioners. The office's report on patient experiences from the fiscal year was recently published. The next meeting is scheduled for October 27, 2017 in Ankeny. Additional information can be found on the Medical Cannabidiol Advisory Board's webpage. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kenneth Olms, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 25, 2017, Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, Board met on September 22, 2017 and took the following actions. Direct financial assistance and tax benefits approved five projects for direct financial assistance and tax benefits through the High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP. The awards are to assist in the creation of 346 jobs and are expected to result in approximately $48 million in new capital investments. Contract extensions, approved contract signing extensions for three projects. Demonstration Fund Awards Approved loan awards of $100,000 each from the Demonstration Fund for Corn Oil One, Ag Manufacturing and Technology, Structurally, Smart Ag LLC, and Turva LLC. The Demonstration Fund provides financial and technical assistance to encourage high technology prototype and concept development activities that have a clear potential to lead to commercially viable products or services within a reasonable period of time. Proof of commercial relevance. Approved loan awards of $25,000 each from the Proof of Commercial Relevance POCR Fund for Stover Ventures, LLC, Farpro Incorporated, TreePans.com Incorporated, and Express Seed, LLC. 
The POCR Fund provides financial assistance to innovative businesses pursuing proof of commercial relevance and marketability of a technology. The fund is designed to assist businesses with new technologies that have completed the proof of concept stage and are ready to be subjected to the rigors of the proof of commercial relevance stage, which includes defining the market for the product, and perfecting the product to meet market needs. Redevelopment tax credits extended the project completion period by 12 months for the Rowell Hardware Development Project in Cedar Rapids. Budget approval approved the IEDA's fiscal year 2019 budget request. The overall general fund budget request is an increase of $600,000. The increase of $600,000 is for the World Food Prize to bring the request up to the standing limited amount of $1 million as specified in Iowa Code Section 15.368. Other actions. Approved rulemakings related to the Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics, or STEM, internship program, the Community Catalyst Building Remediation Program, the Workforce Housing Tax Incentive Program, and the Targeted Small Business Certification Program. Financial summary. The board also received financial reports from IEDA staff. As of August 31, 2017, the following amounts remain unobligated. General Fund Operations Fiscal Year 2018, $765,000. High Quality Jobs Creation Program, HQJP, Fiscal Year 2018, $10.1 million. Tax Credit Cap Fiscal Year 2018 Allocation, $129.6 million. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 25, 2017, Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning Advisory Council Meeting. The Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning, CJJP, Advisory Council met September 20, 2017 in the Legislative Dining Room in the Iowa State Capitol. Division update. The CJJP Division Administrator Steve Michael reported on several items. State budget CJJP. Due to budget reductions during fiscal year 2017, a vacant justice system analyst position within the division has not been filled. The CJJP plans to hold the position vacant during fiscal year 2018. Three-year planning meeting. The Juvenile Justice Advisory Council, JJAC, held its three-year planning meeting on September September 12th and 13th, 2017. The purpose of the meeting was to review the JJAC priorities, goals, and objectives for the next three years. Criminal Justice Information System, CJIS. During fiscal year 2017, carryover funds were required to maintain the system. Due to fiscal year 2018 appropriation levels, carryover funds will likely be necessary to continue its maintenance. Results First Initiative. A representative from the Pew MacArthur Results First Initiative presented to the Council on its process of reviewing the efficiency of government programs to guide funding and policy-making decisions. Results First has worked with the Department of Corrections, DOC, to review and measure the efficiency of the DOC's adult criminal justice programs. Results First plans to continue working with state officials to review juvenile justice programs as well as workforce and health programs throughout the state. Key Eyewitness Identification The Council held a discussion on issues 
related to eyewitness identification and interrogation practices by law enforcement. The council will draft a letter to send to law enforcement to encourage a review of department practices. The council plans to follow up with a survey to determine the current practices in place throughout the state. The council is scheduled to meet Wednesday, November 15, 2017 in the Legislative Dining Room in the Iowa State Capitol. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 25, 2017. Audit Report, Department of Veterans Affairs. The State Auditor's Office released a report on the Department of Veterans Affairs for the year ended June 30, 2016, fiscal year 2016. Non-Master Agreement, Goods Procurement. Departments are required to use a competitive selection process to acquire non-master agreement goods that cost more than $1,500 unless there is an emergency or other adequate justification for a sole source. The auditor found three instances of non-master agreement purchases greater than $1,500 that did not use a competitive selection process and had no exception documented. Recommendation, the department should ensure all non-master agreement procurements of goods exceeding $1,500 are done using a competitive selection process. Response, the department will ensure all non-master agreement procurements of goods exceeding the threshold of $1,500 are properly done using a competitive selection process in the future. Conclusion, response accepted. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kenneth Ohms, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 26th, 2017. State Board of Education meeting September 2017. The State Board of Education met on September 14, 2017 in Marshalltown at Marshalltown Community College, Iowa Valley Community College District. Prior to the meeting, board members toured Lenahan Intermediate School and listened to a presentation by the Marshalltown Community School District. At the end of the meeting, board members toured the Marshalltown Community College campus. Director Wise honored by NASBE. During the meeting, the board recognized Director of Education Ryan Wise for being named Policy Leader of the Year by the National Association of State Boards of Education, NASBE. He will receive the award in November at the NASBE Annual Conference in Buckhead, Georgia. Review of Administrative Rules. The board approved the following rules that are ready for adoption and filing. Chapter 41, Special Education. Chapter 14, School Health Services. The board approved changes to the following rules put forth under a Notice of Intended Action. Chapter 32, High School Equivalency Diploma. Chapter 36, Extracurricular Interscholastic Competition. Great Prairie AEA Paraeducator Program. The board approved a revision of the General List Level 1 Paraeducator Certification Program of Great Prairie Area Education Agency. The revision reflects changes made by the Board of Education Examiners regarding competencies for the Early Childhood Paraeducator certification. The revision extends the certification through January 2021. Strategic plan. The board broke into small groups and worked with department staff to discuss policy development priorities and goals in specific areas of the board's strategic plan. Work-based learning 
intermediary networks. The board received a presentation on the status and work of the statewide work-based learning intermediary network since its inception in fiscal year 2014. Presenters from Iowa Valley Community College District and Northeast Iowa Community College shared information on programs established in their networks. Federal ESSA Update. Department staff reported on the development of the state's plan to implement the federal Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA. Note, the final plan was submitted to the U.S. Department of Education, USDE, on September 18th. It was noted that high schools that graduate 66% or less of students are automatically put into the ESSA intervention plan. Currently, of the state's 321 high schools, 11 fall into that category. Another 31 high schools graduate 85% or less of students. States may over-identify schools for the intervention plan, but only those that meet the 66% federal guidelines will receive federally updated supports. The USDE has 120 days after submission to respond to the state's plan. If clarification or additional information is requested, the state will have additional time to provide that. The plan will be approved when the USDE decides it meets the requirements of ESSA. The next phase is to develop a plan including guidance, support, and tools for school districts to communicate with parents regarding ESSA. The state has one year to develop the communication plan. Social Studies Standards Implementation. Stephanie Wager, Social Studies Consultant in the Bureau of Standards and Curriculum, reviewed the recently adopted standards and noted that implementation at the district level is planned to take three years. Districts determine the details of the curriculum, assessment, and instructional methods. The first year, fiscal year 2018, will involve exploration, awareness, and capacity building. The second year, fiscal year 2019, will involve a transition in practices in classrooms. The third year, fiscal year 2020, will include leveraging partnerships, analysis, and development. Ms. Wager reviewed an implementation plan that addresses various audiences, teachers, students, schools, districts, and the state level in each of the three years. She discussed current communication with districts, teachers, and parents, including information on the Iowa Corps website. Ms. Wager also discussed the role of the area education agencies, AEAs, in the implementation. Board members discussed concerns about uniform implementation across the state, especially in light of already overburdened AEAs that do not have full-time social studies consultants. Director Wise assured board members that additional resources will be available to assist in the implementation. Iowa Sector Partnerships Department staff and representatives of several organizations presented information on the current status and development of sector partnerships. The partnerships are intended to cut down on duplication of effort in a region through collaboration of employers within industries. The partnerships are facilitated and supported by staff from the Department of Education, Iowa Workforce Development, and the Iowa Economic Development Authority. The state-level sector partnership Leadership Council also oversees and supports the local partnerships. The latest survey of partnerships completed in June identified 60 partnerships statewide covering 10 industries. This was an increase from 46 partnerships in 2015. The next meeting of the State Board of Education is scheduled for November 15, 2017.
The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270, and Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 26, 2017. Board of Regents Fiscal Year 2019 Budget Request. The Board of Regents held a special meeting on Monday, September 25, 2017 to consider the proposed Fiscal Year 2019 Budget Requests. Efficiencies and Reallocations. The three university presidents reviewed their institution's efforts to achieve efficiencies and reallocate savings since 2014 when the TIER, Transparent Inclusive Efficiency Review Study, was launched. Iowa State University, ISU. Iowa State University Interim President Ben Allen cited 115 projects since 2014 that have reduced costs or avoided future costs noting that not all were the result of TIER. He outlined those savings as follows, noting that it was not a comprehensive listing. $6.2 million in salaries and fringe benefits, 99.7% of which will be recurring savings, $15.6 million in operational costs, 82.3% of which will be recurring savings, and $984,600 of recurring savings for facilities. President Allen noted that in fiscal year 2017, ISU is spending only 10 cents on administration for every $1 spent on instruction. This compares to 17 cents for peer institutions in other states. He explained that as part of its five-year tuition plan, the university has an FY 2019 target of identifying efficiencies and reallocating 2.25% or $16.2 million within the general fund budget. University of Iowa UI. University of Iowa President Bruce Harold opened his remarks by saying he believes that without a significant increase in state support or a large increase in tuition, the UI will no longer be able to remain competitive with peer institutions that are significantly better funded. He noted that the university's strategic plan has identified a need for $155 to $165 million over the next five years to be invested in faculty hiring and retention, increasing research and scholarship, and improving student programs, including undergraduate research, internships, leadership development, and a capstone project. President Harold noted that the UI spends more than $100 million per year on financial aid to students, most of that based on merit and need. He discussed an ongoing focus on enrolling first-generation college students who generally have a greater need for financial aid. He noted that the average first-generation student this semester paid $1,117 out of pocket for tuition due to federal, state, and university financial aid. University of Northern Iowa, UNI. University of Northern Iowa President Mark Nook said that the university has achieved a total of $16.4 million savings and efficiencies since the inception of TIER in 2014. He cited examples of those savings in operations, facilities, and personnel. Regent Larry McKibben noted that most of the efficiencies and savings cited are ongoing and that TIER created a long-term change in culture at the state universities. Staff confirmed that the estimated total savings from TIER across the three universities is 56 to $57 million. 
fiscal year 2019 budget request. The board approved the proposed fiscal year 2019 budget request, which included no increase in general university funding. The total general fund request is $578.2 million, an increase of $12.8 million, or 2.3%, compared to fiscal year 2018. The only general fund increases proposed are as follows. $12 million in new appropriations for student financial aid, including $5 million for the UI and ISU, and $2 million for the UNI, and $806,000 for the special schools, including $396,000 for the School for the Deaf, $165,000 for the Braille and Sight Saving School, and a new appropriation of $245,000 for the Northeast Regional Academy for Blind and Deaf Students in Charles City, Iowa. The next regular meeting of the Board of Regents is scheduled for October 18th and 19th at the University of Northern Iowa. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 27, 2017, Executive Council Meeting. The Executive Council met on Monday, September 25, 2017. The Council approved a $1 million request by the City of Sumner for a contingency loan pursuant to Iowa Code Section 29C.20. The Sumner Municipal Light Plant was impacted by flooding after 12 to 15 inches of rain fell over a 30-hour period, causing a nearby creek to flood on July 21, 2017. The Council also approved emergency allocations totaling approximately $52,300 for damage to Department of Public Safety vehicles and the payment of cost items totaling approximately $36,900. The next meeting of the Executive Council will be Monday, October 2, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 28, 2017, Public Safety Advisory Board Meeting. The Public Safety Advisory Board, PSAB, met September 20, 2017 in the Legislative Dining Room in the Iowa State Capitol. Follow-up to research requests. The Criminal and Juvenile Justice Planning CJJP Research Coordinator Kyle Biesner presented on several topics in response to research requests from the last meeting. The topics included driver's license sanctions for drug offenses, banning guns for domestic abuse offenders, and the restoration of voting rights for felons. The board discussed the current laws in Iowa for each topic, possible reforms, and the effect those reforms could have on the state. 2017 PSAB Report Recommendations Review The PSAB annually submits a report of legislative recommendations to the General Assembly. In order to determine what should be included in the report, the board discussed its policy priorities for the 2018 legislative session. The PSAB will submit the final report to the General Assembly on December 1, 2017. The board is scheduled to meet Wednesday, November 15, 2017 in the Legislative Dining Room in the Iowa State Capitol. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September September 29, 2017. 
IPERS Investment Board meeting. The Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, IPERS Investment Board, met on Thursday, September 21, 2017. The board elected Wayne Walter as chairperson and treasurer Michael Fitzgerald as vice chairperson. Presentations were made by the board by Paul Martin Aiello of CEM Benchmarking Incorporated regarding the company's CY 2016 Investment Benchmarking Review and by Wilshire Associates regarding IPERS Annual Asset Allocation Review and the fiscal year 2017 investment performance review. The board voted 7 to 0 to approve revisions to the investment policy and goal statement. Chief Financial Officer Darla Iverson notified the board that IPERS will be submitting a status quo fiscal year 2019 department request to the Department of Management totaling $18 million. For fiscal year 2017, IPERS reverted approximately $2 million back to the IPERS Trust Fund. The next meeting of the IPERS Investment Board is Thursday, December 7, 2017. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515 281-7846 and Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 29, 2017. Department of Education announces new statewide assessment. The Department of Education has announced that American Institutes for Research, AIR, is the author of the winning bid to offer the new statewide assessment as required by 2017 Senate File 240. The request for proposals, RFP, was issued earlier this summer and the eight proposals from six entities were reviewed for alignment to Iowa's academic standards, ability to measure progress and proficiency in science, reading, and mathematics, cost, time to administer the assessment, and infrastructure needs associated with the assessment. After the completion of the mandated five-day appeal period, the State Board of Education will begin the administrative rulemaking process that will implement the new assessment. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Josie Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, September 29, 2017. Audit, Secretary of State. The State Auditor's Office released a report on the Secretary of State's Office for the year ended June 30, 2016. Following are the findings from the report. Financial reporting. Receipts and disbursements are recorded in the integrated information for Iowa one-third system throughout the year, including the accrual period. Activity not recorded in the one-third system is reported to the Iowa Department of Administrative Services State Accounting Enterprise, DAS-SAE, in a generally accepted accounting principles GAAP package. The GAAP package is submitted to the DAS-SAE by the first week of September each year. This year, there was an understatement of $15,592 to accounts receivable and unearned revenue for the general fund. The office plans to comply with GAAP package procedures that will be fully implemented in the future, and the auditor accepted the response. Capital Assets Iowa Code Section 7A.30 requires each state department to maintain a written, detailed, and up-to-date inventory of property under its charge and control. The office's capital asset listing is not being properly maintained, including eight assets without identifying stage tags and serial numbers, one asset not 
properly removed and one asset counted twice. In addition, current year depreciation was not correctly calculated, resulting in an understatement of depreciation and accumulated depreciation of $58,340. The office will coordinate with the DAS-SAE to input the capital assets into the one-third system. The office will also update the inventory list and train staff members on how to keep an accurate and complete list in the future. The audit report is available on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846.